Hey folks, Jamin here, 10 minute Tuesday time. This week I'm talking about dream interpretation. Dangerous subject. I, uh, I always hate it when someone says, oh yeah, I had this dream last night. What do you think it means? Because you just know you're in for half an hour of all kinds of weirdness. But nevertheless, uh, dreams have always fascinated me. I dream constantly. Some people I talk to don't dream much, but uh, it's an interesting subject and something I've been looking into a lot lately probably prompted by watching Sopranos. Uh, part of my energy management, my rituals is I love to have a TV show that I get lost in. love great character development, love a bit of tension and drama. Uh, so The Sopranos is really doing it for me at the moment. For those of you who haven't seen it, uh, season one, it, it kind of the, the story is introduced uh, via this mafia boss, um, seeing a psychiatrist for the first time in his life, which is a big deal, and you know he's very embarrassed about that. But nevertheless, um, you know, to be honest, this is you know not high quality. But I'd kind of diminish the role of psychiatrists and psychologists. Sorry if you're one of those listening; that's uh, not very fair. But, but anyway, uh, this psychiatrist, she's quite good, and the questions she asks uncover a whole bunch of interesting, uh, unresolved conflict uh, from Tony Soprano's life. And, and it just, I'm intrigued. And so it's got me exploring the world of psychotherapy. And of course, if I'm going to explore psychotherapy, I'm going to need to go back to Freud and Jung. Uh, and I'd written, I'd definitely written Freud off. I'd like Jung, uh, Greg Bellingham, who I talk about a lot. He's a big fan of Jung. And so I, I danced around Jung a, a bit, but, um, Freud, I just thought, no, he's a crazy guy. It's all about sex, isn't it? Um, it turns out he, he's a very uh, wise character and had a lot to say. And sure, sex is part of it, um, but it's just kind of the idea that we are sexual beings, so you, you can pretend that's not true. You've got to remember he was talking to a very repressed sexual culture, the Victorian era, um, perhaps one of the most uh, repressed eras of, of the modern age. So he was saying, you know, this is you can pretend that you're not in any way affected by sexual motivation, but that, that can't be true. And by the way, it will come out in your dreams, whether you want it to or not. Um, so all that to say, here's what I'm learning about dream interpretation at the moment. The more, like I love the idea that ignorance begets confidence more often than dust knowledge. So the more you know about a subject, the more you realize you don't know. So I'm just touching the surface, but um, here's, here's, what I'm here's what I'm discovering, which is super exciting. So according to uh, Freud and Jung, as far as I can tell, uh, they understood that the, in, the intention of dreams, dreams function to keep you asleep. So you go about your day and you experience all kinds of, uh, of, of interesting things that are hard to process real time. You'll experience aggression, you'll experience emotion, you'll experience conflict, there'll be wanting, there'll be desire, there'll be uh, motivation, there'll be fear, there'll be a bunch of stuff that happens just through the natural course of your day. Um, we take a very self-aware and emotionally evolved human being to be able to process that in all real time and to have the space to do that amongst the complexity of roles and relationships and tasks is hard. So we suppress it. When we're asleep, however, we can't suppress that anymore and so it's going to come out. That unresolved stuff from our day will come out. Uh, so the function of dreams is to keep us asleep by distorting that unresolved stuff from our day and, and making it cryptic and, and translating it into visual images. 
So it's still coming up, but it's coming up in a, in a different way. Because if it was to come up in its unadulterated form, in its rawest form, we'd wake up because of the intensity of those, of those desires, that, that conflict, that unresolved stuff from our world. So dreams take the, the conflict, the aggression, the desire, the wanting, and process it cryptically. So that's interesting. Um, Freud talks a lot about anxiety dreams of which I have a lot now that I'm aware of that title. Anxiety dreams are, uh, you, you know, when you can't run properly, you're in a race and you've left your shoes at home, uh, when you're trying to catch a train but you miss it, when you leave your bags at home or, um, you know, they're, they're dreams of struggle, of lack, of fighting it. You know, there's a bad guy and you can't kill him, you just won't die. Um, there's, there's danger, there's a snake chasing you. Um, you know, they're, they're, the anxiety dreams um, come into you know that they are the ones that we are processing unresolved conflict and and aggression and and tension from our day now interestingly um they're cryptic right so i always dream that i can't run and i always thought that was about running but that's not about running because if it was about running i'd i'd wake up because it's too clear and maybe too painful so it represents something else in my life so that's been super useful because uh, since realizing that uh, anxiety dreams are about unresolved conflict in my day. The aim of the game, and you know, Freud would always start his therapy sessions with bringing what is in the unconscious to the conscious space. So, what do you dream about? Because if it remains in the unconscious space, you can't deal with it. Um, you know, dreams only serve a purpose in our growth journey if if we then focus on them and ask questions about them. Because then we bring that into the into our conscious awareness and then can process it. So I realized a bunch of my anxiety dreams were about unresolved wanting, that the, the sense of ambition I have for my life uh, and where I'm heading and, and the deepest fear around dying with the music inside me and uh, living a life where I don't realize my potential and, and never amount to what I think I'm capable of. And so that was what was showing up in my dreams of missing trains, of leaving my shoes at home, of forgetting my clothes, and so when I processed that and, and did some coaching around that and worked through that wanting and come to terms with some stuff, those dreams stop happening. Uh, Freud says the aim of the game is to not dream at all. A perfect night's sleep is dreamless. And, and it kind of speaks to the fact that there is no unresolved stuff in your world if you're, if you're not dreaming. That, that's, you know, that's one of the, the reasons why we don't dream. So, um, the, I think it's such a fascinating subject because if you're interested, this gives you another way into the self-awareness world. If you're interested, this gives you a chance to, um, to process some stuff because if you're willing, there's all, there'll always be a message. There will always be your unconscious helping you get into the game by bringing the most important stuff of your day that's been unprocessed back to the surface so that you've got another chance, another way into it. And often within the cryptic nature of the dream, there'll be um, a message around what you should do and another way of thinking about it that you wouldn't have thought about consciously. So uh, very, very useful. <laughs> so uh, the other thing about Freud is he was, he was very clear about the fact that a lot of the unresolved conflict you'll experience in life comes from the family, which I find fascinating. Uh, he said that, you know, a, a human's greatest challenge and probably most important challenge will be to leave the nest. Uh, and there are a lot of pressures both from the child back to the family and from the family to the child that works against that happening. 
And so a lot of that tension is, is what forms the basis of the conflict anxiety dreams that show up when we're asleep. Very useful to then bring that to the conscious awareness and, and process that because then it can help you think about the relationship tension, the obligation, the expectations, the pressure to conform uh, that you're feeling and is creating great stress for you. And to, and to notice how predictable that is and the fact that that is every human being's challenge. Every human being is on a journey away from their family to become themselves, to form their own family and start the process again. Uh, so, yeah, the intention of me bringing this subject to your conscious awareness today is just to give you another way into the personal development conversation, a very natural way of doing it and a way that's existed for a long time uh, and a way that people have found very useful over the years. So I'm not sure what you do with your dreams and how much attention you pay to them. I've started a dream journal uh, and think that, it's been useful. The first thing up in the morning uh, is to try and remember the key elements of dreams and then throughout the day to, to bring them to the awareness to see what I can process. So I hope that's useful. I hope that's brought some stuff to your attention and would love to know what you discover when you explore your own dreams. Now, uh, I haven't done intro outro yet. I know I'm still working on that. It'll come. But what I have been working on really hard is two books, the one minute coach book and the unhindered book, both very, very close. But I have finished the unhindered short course. So eight-part video series for you to do uh, as a way, really the intention is to change the narrative of the conversation you're having with your insecurity, to see the gift of insecurity, to see that it is an opportunity for you to grow up. It is an opportunity for you to go inward, to discover who you really are, to examine some storytelling that may have served you in the past but now is getting in the way and to evolve and grow to, to the next season and the next edition of who you are and what you're capable of. So this eight-part series will, will really help you on that journey. Um, it's, it's something you can do on your own, but I want you to understand that my whole philosophy in doing business is a do-it-with-you kind of process. So I would love for you to feel like you've come to the Insecurity Project looking for a solution to the insecurity problem and you feel like you've come to the right place and that we do this together, um, that you hear the podcast, you, you hear my voice, you, you read my book uh, as soon as it's out or the one that already exists, Elegantly Simple Solutions to Complex People Problems, then you jump on and do that short course. And even though you're doing the work on your own, that I'm there with you, that you're seeing the videos, you're hearing my voice, that I'm holding you in the space um, so that you understand the process and can make leaps and bounds in your journey of overcoming insecurity. Of course, when you want to go on, there's a chance to do the unhindered experience, which is the one-on-one -on -one deep dive with me personally. But obviously, that's not for everyone and not everyone's ready for that. Uh, the unhindered short course, however, is a chance for everyone to benefit from that. Um, wherever you are, young or old, rich or poor, um, running your own business or having a job, it doesn't really matter, then you'll find that process useful. So check that out under the coaching tab on my website. Uh, if you're subscribed to my email list, no doubt you'll hear some information about that. Uh, but super exciting to launch that this week. Anyway, that's it for me for today. I will talk to you again next Tuesday. Bye for now.